Good morning, everyone. We are glad you're joining us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. We're taking our scripture this morning from the book of Matthew, chapter 12, beginning in verse number 9. The Bible says, And when he, Jesus, was departed thence, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much, more, how much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thy hand, and he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other. I want you to see, first of all, the recognition. The Bible says, Matthew says, Behold the man with the withered hand. Now we would be tempted this morning if a, somebody walked into our church to say, Behold the, the rich man, behold the businessman, the doctor, the physician, the great politician. Behold, we, we would want to take notice of that. Behold is observed with care. It is to notice that this man was here, but what did the Bible do what did Jesus do? He didn't notice the man with great wealth. Surely there was some men with some great wealth. There were Pharisees there. They were men of prominence. But the Bible here it says, "Behold, there was a man which had his hand withered." I want you to see that Jesus coming in to the synagogue, he didn't notice the ones that had much to offer. He noticed the one that he had much to offer him. He noticed the one with the great need. Luke five thirty two, Jesus said, I come not to call I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus saw the man with the need, but what did the Pharisees see? They saw laws or their rules being broken. Mark three five tells us that Jesus looked at his hard hearted foes with anger. The Mishnah written around the year two hundred AD describes the rules of the Sabbath as Mountains hanging by her because scripture says so little, but man has added so many rules. And even the Jewish people at this time, they realized that most of the rules that were added to the Sabbath were man-made. See, God created the Sabbath, but man added so many rules that it had become a constricting thing. Man had to be careful what they did on the Sabbath because there was so many things they could do that would break the rules that man had added. But the Son of Man is Lord, the Bible says, even of the Sabbath day. Christ created a Sabbath day. He wasn't concerned with man's laws. He wasn't concerned with what men did. And in fact, he said, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? The men asked him, and he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep, wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. But here the Pharisees were, as C.H. Spurgeon says, they were busy, they were perhaps breaking the law even more because they were so busy watching Jesus and the disciples on the Sabbath to see what they did. We see the recognition of the man. Christ didn't notice the man that had much to offer. He noticed the man that he had much to offer him. And we see the reality, the need was real. Dr. Luke tells us in Luke 6, 6 that it is the man's right hand. Now, 
Church tradition tells us the man was a bricklayer that sought Jesus that he might work for his bread. Now, I don't know if that's accurate or not. The Bible does not tell us, but we do know this man, his right hand, according to the Bible, was the one that was withered. It was either paralyzed or perhaps through some injury and work, it had become to where he couldn't use it. Now, without his right hand, that was his good hand. That put him in a place to where he was helpless to provide for his family. I want you to know the reality. Even the Pharisees recognized this. Recognized Christ. Perhaps they seen Christ look at him as if with compassion as he walked in. They recognized the need. It was a very real need. But I want you to know not only not only was the need real, but the man was helpless. Romans five six says, "For when we were yet with strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly." I want you to know that Christ died for me. He paid the price. For me, even though there was nothing good in me that I could do, there was no good work, there was no way I could save myself, but Christ saw value. He died for me when I was in a helpless and lost condition. He paid the price that I could not pay. This man, he had perhaps tried many things before to fix his hand. He had never doctor. He had tried somebody may have prescribed or told him to try some sort of salve or remedy and he had tried it but it hadn't worked this man was helpless there was nothing he could do but i want you to see next i want you to see the resolution the resolution see christ he commanded he said stretch forth thine hand he told this man to do the one thing that he could not do and what did the man do resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something what did the man do he decided to obey Jesus Christ, even though he he didn't argue with him, even though many times, imagine this man as he sat at home and he looked at his withered hand and imagine as he looked at it and he tried in himself, he tried in his own strength to stretch it out. He tried to open that hand and he could not, but Christ commanded, he said, stretch forth thy hand. And what did the man do in faith? He reached out his hand and he stretched it forth and the Bible says, and it was restored whole like the other. Now, a lot of times you'll talk to somebody about coming to church and they'll tell you, well, if I can quit doing this, I'll come. Let me get my life together a little bit. Let me get ready to come to church. Let me get my life straightened out and I'll accept Christ as my Savior. But friend, that's not how it works today. You've got to come to Christ in faith and let Him change your life. He didn't tell this man to go to the priest. He didn't tell him to go to do that. He told him to stretch forth thy hand. And if Christ is calling you today to salvation, if you have the withered hand, if you will, and Christ is calling you to come to him and accept him as your savior, you don't get your life straightened out first. You just step out in faith and you trust Christ and you let Christ change your life. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are are become new. It's got to be Christ that changes you. You won't never fix it. This man, he couldn't fix his hand. He couldn't straighten it out. But Christ, praise God, he could. It wasn't too much for Christ when he saw this man with a withered hand. The Bible says, David said, create me a clean heart, oh God. We've got to let Christ clean us up. We've got to let Christ do the work in our life. I want you to see, last of all, I want you to see the result. It was lasting. I don't believe this man's hand withered back up the next day. I don't believe it went back 
to the way it was. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 30 says that we are sealed unto the day of redemption. I'm glad once we get saved, we don't have to worry about falling back into our lost condition. There's no work that I did to earn my salvation. There's no work I have to do to keep my salvation. Praise God. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the completed work he did on the cross. It was lasted. Not only that, it was life changing. It changed this man's life. Imagine, if you will, as he went out on Monday like he had many times before to seek a job, to try to find work. And he he had went out before and they had seen his hand and they said, you know, we like your personality. We like everything about you. But with that hand, you're just not useful for us. There's nothing you can do. But imagine as he went out and he showed him, he said, look, my hand's restored. Look, I can use my hand. I have worth now. I can earn bread to feed my family. Imagine how that changed his life. Imagine how that changed him. And I'm here to tell you, if you're saved today, it will change your life. It will change what you do. It'll change your desire. It'll change your actions. It'll change the places you go, the people you hang out with. It will be life-changing if Jesus passes by your way. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You can know Today, if Christ has saved you, if Christ has saved your soul and changed your life, he will continue to work in his life. Let us let us be willing to let Christ continue, to let the Holy Spirit to keep us growing in his word and service of him, growing ever closer to Christ our Savior. It will be life-changing if you meet Jesus Christ. Amen. I pray that this morning's broadcast is a blessing to you. If you don't have a home church, we'd love to invite you to come by Riverside Baptist Church, 871 Riverside Drive, Asheville, North Carolina. Our Sunday school starts at 10 o'clock. We have children's church, an adult Sunday school class, and the preaching or worship hour starts at 11 a.m. God bless.